G'day. Welcome to SEO Success Stories. My name is Russ McCumber, and every two weeks we talk search engine optimization with the world's leading SEO practitioners. We interview a mix of in-house SEO leads from the world's biggest brands and SEO thought leaders, many from leading search technology brands, plus the world's foremost SEO educators. They'll all be lifting the hood on their own SEO journey, as well as sharing the tips and tricks behind how the best and brightest minds in SEO go about their trade of dominating the SERP. SEO nerds, this one's for you. Hi there, and welcome to SEO Success Stories. My name is Russ McCumber. Uh, you've heard the intro already, so I can get past that. We've got a repeat guest on, so our second ever repeat guest. We've got Patrick Stokes from Hrefs. G'day, Patrick. Hey, how's it going? Hi, really good, thanks. How are you? Good to have you back. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. All righty, so I'm going to get straight into the question that we ask every guest. Actually, no, it's a different one for you because it's your second time here. What is one actionable takeaway you'd recommend SEOs implement in their site today? I would say just get the basics right. Everyone wants to skip and like chase the latest algorithm or do the latest like advanced tactic or focus on whatever the latest Google release is and really like yeah. write better content, work on internal linking, update content. That's not one thing, but like that's what you really have to do to be successful is do the basics really well. That's actually a pretty timely piece of advice too, given we've just come off the back of back to back to back or even concurrent updates. And there's been a lot of noise on Twitter and in Slack communities and the like about, you know, how are we as SEO supposed to diagnose when, you know, you're rolling out these things at the same time on top of each other? Like, how are we supposed to do our job? What are your thoughts on on that? Do you think Google cares? Do, do they care in how SEOs diagnose or what? Like, uh, I mean, they're just, they're rolling out stuff as they get it done, I'm sure. I think this is the first time ever they've done a concurrent update. Mm. The SEOs should know, like these are different, like you're, it's got product and core updates. So the fraction of folks who are actually impacted might be some affiliate in e-commerce that could be impacted mm. by both. Otherwise, probably not much to worry about. Like it's gonna be core update or but yeah, most for most people, it's going to be core update changes. Yeah, cool. So as I mentioned, Patrick's been on before. And what sparked me for getting you on again was I saw a post and it was talking about a feature on Ahrefs. And I, I know for a fact that, I mean, personally, I probably use well, maybe 5% of what the, the tool can do. Maybe that's being ambitious. I reckon our, our SEO techs are on the tools every day. I mean, you might tell me different, but I reckon they use maybe 15, 20%. There is so many menus and so many different options in there. And then I saw on uh, LinkedIn, someone talking about the position history feature. And I went, whoa, how cool is that? So I hit up Patrick. I'm like, hey, this new feature looks really cool. You should come on and talk about it. And what did you say about that new feature? I think that's uh, that's been live like longer than I've been at HRS. Like <laughs> years ago when I was at IBM, I was using that. Yeah, yeah. It sparked the conversation that, okay, well, there's probably a whole lot of tools and a whole lot of functions and features that people don't know about. So the purpose of today is uh, for Patrick to, to run through a bunch of the lesser known features and we'll sort of go through them bit by bit. We'll start at position history and we'll go through some of the others. And then we'll start looking at actually new ones that have been rolled out in the last, you know, six 12 months or so, because I know, you know, the SEOs that listen to this podcast will be keenly, keenly jumping into Ahrefs. I've got it open here. I've got a couple of it open here. So as you're saying things, I can jump in and, 
and have a look myself. But uh, they'll be taking notes and asking questions. I've even got a handful of questions that just from sourcing through my own little community that, I've, that I'll be throwing at you as well. Are you ready to roll? Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty, so talk to me about the, the one that sparked this conversation. So position history, just explain what the what the function is and how it can be applied. Yeah, it just for any keyword, it shows a uh, ranking history of all the different pages on your site. And I think you saw a post from Chris Long, who apparently was also unaware of that use case. But like we were looking at cannibalization issue. Like it was, I think, an e-commerce page. And they were like, sometimes the first page ranks and sometimes page two or page three ranks. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you can see it like swapping here. And he's like, what? But I've yeah, I've used that for cannibalization or uh, even checking to see if uh, old pages had been redirected to the current versions. So like, mm -hmm. you might have a page five years ago that ranked for this term. And now like it's killed off and doesn't redirect. Well, any links it had may not be counting for your new one. So yeah, pretty, pretty simple, easy way to like go check and make sure all those are consolidated. Do you have access, I don't know how much of this you can share, because this is a question without notice, but do you have access to like what percentage of users are using certain tools? Like, do you, do you, Did you know that that was an underused tool, for example? We do have analytics on that. I can tell you without looking what percent uses it. No, that's cool. I was just curious if that was something that was, uh, yeah, like a focus in-house. Let, let's move to the Keyword Explorer and, the, and using that database there. Yeah, my, I think my favorite uh, little known use case there is just hit enter without entering a keyword and yeah. you'll get the top keywords for a country like the whole database and you can basically filter and sort however you want just hit enter leave it blank yep. hit enter boom there it is yeah there's your, all your top search terms that's super cool that's super cool and if we move on to uh the rank tracker probably my favorite little known use case there is that you can yeah. uh import keywords with tags from other tools so if you've already like set up your tagging or whatever when when importing to the ahrefs database uh you can basically have all that carried over uh, we hope to eventually provide historical data for the terms that we already have data for as well but just to kind of make it easier for people to move over to ahrefs yeah <laughs> yeah yeah one of those uh one of those sticky little little features i like it i like it Back on Keyword Explorer, what, what are some of the reports that, that people can use and that people aren't using enough? <laughs> so I used to use, uh, we, we have a couple that show pretty much search share of voice, like organic search share of voice. Uh, yeah. We have it by like pages or by domains where you can enter a list. I think our max keyword lists are like 10,000. So you can take yeah. 10,000 keywords, paste them in there. Then click on these and bam, you've got like share of voice for all these things that you're not even using, you're not even tracking like in Rank Tracker. Because of course we have share of voice there too, but you're limited on uh, number of keywords in the plans and stuff. So this is a quick way of kind of getting that data if you want for the stuff you may not be tracking all the time. That's super cool. I'm literally writing this down. Seven minutes, Aaron. <laughs> Seven minutes into the podcast. We need to come back and look at that. That is amazing. I don't know that we use that function at all, let alone enough, but that sounds super cool. Yeah, the keyword lists are pretty powerful. Uh, I I really like that feature. Like I, I've used that for reporting before, I guess, instead of like company-wide. You know, you might be monitoring just company-wide metrics yeah. and rank tracker, but then, you know, I've got more specific terms I want to use for a certain group or a certain business unit and just throw them in there and be like, bam, I got this data in like five seconds. Let's talk about internal linking 
because I we're, we're are a big proponent, especially within we do lots in e-commerce, you know, big big high volume sites, and we've got a process where depending on the size of the site, every three to six months we run an internal link audit to try to figure out where the opportunities are there. This is a you've got a tool within Ahrefs. Talk talk to me about that. Yeah, so there, there's a couple of different ways of doing it in Site Audit. One is the internal link opportunities tool, and it's basically mm -hmm. here are uh, terms you're already ranking for, the pages that rank there. Look and see if where those terms are mentioned, if you're linking to them or not. Like if it's already linked, we're not going to mark it as an opportunity. But if it's not linked, that's an opportunity. Yep. That is based on the fact that you're already ranking for stuff. So if you're creating new content, that doesn't work so well. Uh, mm -hmm. But we actually have another feature <laughs> is basically all the raw and rendered HTML stored. And so you can search within that HTML or within the text of the pages because we're extracting that too and say, you know, I'm going to create a post about blue widgets. So let me search for where I'm talking about blue widgets on my site. And that's cool. I, the, you know, that for me replaces a personal process that used to involve scraping Google and like screaming frog crawls. And yeah. it was kind of a pain. It took, you know, 15, 20 minutes for me to look at links for one page. And now I can be like, do two seconds. How cool. That's super cool. An interesting thing with, I was in New York a couple of weeks ago, spoke to some, some pretty well-known brands, in, like in-house e-commerce, in-house directors of digital. And I do this presentation on just quick actionable tips to grow your e-com traffic and internal linking. Like I did a show of hands. How, how many people in the room have some kind of method in place around internal link audit, auditing? And literally like two people in a room of 40 people. And these are big, I don't want to name the brands because I don't want to put anyone under the bus, but these are like big globally known brands. And then I was like, okay, cool. Keep your hand up if it's been done in the last three months. No. Oh, anyway, three months, six months, 12 months. It had been a long time. It's not a process that brands, maybe agencies more so because there's, you know, that need to show value more often, but definitely in-house brands from my experience are not certainly not applying that often enough. Yeah. And I would say e-commerce probably does it better than anyone. They're like cross-sell, upsell. Really, you should be yeah. doing that on your blog posts, your pages. Like here's yeah. related content. Here's other things you might want to know. You know, here's features like add breadcrumbs, all that's internal linking. Yeah. Let's talk about Content Explorer. What some of the some of the functions that you can use in there with the different search options? <laughs> so Content Explorer, I wish was used more by SEOs. Like if they get in yeah. there, they they may just not understand it. But it's basically a mini search engine with a ton of SEO metrics. So yep. you can uh, you can actually leave that one blank too, and it's like let's search all the pages in Content Explorer, and then you know filter and sort by like here. Uh, websites with the most traffic on the internet or like here are low authority sites that have high organic traffic or traffic value uh so so many use cases uh we we've specifically built in things for like broken link building it's literally a toggle like here are uh pages about this topic that you know have broken links or that are 404 so Broken yep. opportunities. Unlinked mentions, another toggle. Um, there's all kinds of stuff about authors in there. If you work in digital PR, like you need to make connections. Who writes the mm -hmm. most about this topic? Ah, that's cool. Oh, that, that's that's very cool. I didn't even know that was in there. It's funny because on this particular function, Ferry Kazani from Search Intelligence, he's talked about using it for that. You mentioned the high traffic, low authority. 
and pull, pulling out so you can find those little niches where there's opportunity for lots of traffic if you can uh, if you can get in there and be clever while it's still achievable. Yeah, there's so many filters in there. Really, you can slice and dice that data. Just think about it as Google, but with more SEO data. <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. Now, uh, what else have we got in there? Let's let's talk about what what are some of the other lesser known features that are you know you feel should be getting much more attention. Probably uh, integration credits, which let's. Mm, I, we're still trying to figure out how to bring that to the new reports version two uh, because we have a new API out as well. Yep. But with all the old plans, you had a certain amount of integration credits where you can pull like pull different Ahrefs data about website traffic or DRUR uh, number of backlinks, et cetera, into other tools like Screaming Frog, SEO tools mm -hmm. for Excel. Uh, URL profiler. There's there's a bunch of integration partners who basically connected to our API, but like we allowed these credits to be pulled into these other tools just on all the plans. Okay, that's pretty cool. What what is there like a? I know you mentioned like Screaming Frog. Are, are there any other particular tools that people wouldn't realize or actually can integrate like that? Uh, yeah, I think Screaming Frog and SEO tools for Excel are probably SEO the most used. I don't know that we actually track it, but it's it's in. There's probably like thirty, thirty-five integration partners. Okay, this is yep, a yep. list of them. I have to find the URL. Okay, no worries. We might pop that in the line notes after after the episode. In terms of like, it's funny. Uh, a couple of our SEOs use these the alerts. What what's kind of the best practice for those? Depends on your use cases. I mostly use the mentions alerts, so mm -hmm. uh, I have it set up even for my own name. Uh, so yeah. anyone that like talks about me on the web, like, is going to tell me like, oh, you know. You've been yeah. mentioned on this page, uh, but yeah. you can set it up for like keywords, for new backlinks, all kinds yeah. of use cases. So that's been a bunch of lesser known features starting at position history all the way back. So a lot of those have been in the tool for a long time, but there's, you guys, we, we talk often, we just talked before we jumped on about all these different ideas you guys have got and you're getting them out into execution and then you're project managing them through. So there must be a bunch of new features in the last six to 12 months. Let, let's sort of roll through some of those. What, what, what's been exciting for you and what you think people should know more about? Oh man, so many. Uh, a lot yeah. of our new version two reports. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a whole new database, whole new infrastructure. And we've opened every report to basically have historical data, uh, which oh. I think is really cool to, to be able to have those comparisons. But uh, we're, while we're doing this, we're also adding new cool features. Um, you know, some of these are still in the works, like the new overview. It's a love-hate thing, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, we still yeah. have some some things to bring to it, but we've we've also added some cool new features that, uh, yeah. you know, haven't been available in, in other tools ever. You know, being able to see all the different metrics on the same graph, like that's powerful when you're troubleshooting stuff. The comparison mode of versus other pages versus other websites to be able to see like how each is trending. I mm -hmm. personally love that. There we we now have chart notes for like Ahrefs updates, Google updates, and that yeah. there's a year over year view. Oh, I love that one so much. It's basically yeah. here's every year and how the site is doing. So you can yeah. see like the growth over time or hopefully growth over time. So what um, sort of metrics can you see in there? Like like obviously rankings, 
traffic estimates, domain rating? Is that the type of thing? Like, yeah, it's. I mostly use it for the traffic to see like how the traffic yep. is trending by year, mm-hmm. which makes a great visual for any stakeholders you have. A question for you around the paid traffic data. This is something which has been a sticking point for us, and I think for a lot of marketers, just finding a tool that does that. You know kind of semi-accurately like how, how do you feel about the 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 tool within hrefs i think we pull a lot of serp data and that's what yep. it's based on but then you know some of the metrics we have to base off of what google tells us and this is going to be my personal viewpoint i don't know that any tool is really ever accurate on any of this stuff because it's not like we have we can see how often your ad is running when you ran out of budget even google doesn't give any kind of information or indication on that kind of stuff so i would take all of them with a grain of salt but yep i think it's about as good as you're going to find for uh pay-per-click data yeah like we we have you know the ad history changes and all the various keywords, what sites we're showing when, you know, we're, we're updating SERPs probably more than anyone. So I would say it's fairly reliable, but take it with a grain of salt. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. Talk to me about, you know, page and SERP title comparison. Is that something that you use regularly? I was using it more when Google rewrote all the SERPs last year, just to see like, okay, which ones did they actually rewrite? And I, I had even built and shared on Twitter uh, a little tool that did a comparison to say like, these are my most changed titles. Cause maybe I just was off the mark on what I wrote, or maybe they're rewriting something weird. And I just wanted yeah. to see, you know, which ones they changed the most so that I could focus on that or, combine that with like page traffic and say like, these are the ones I really need to look at and prioritize. If we look at the the new calendar view, what, what are some of the ways the SEO should be using that? Uh, I mean, it's similar to the old movements report uh, where you have mm-hmm. like changes in rankings, but we're also adding things like pages, referring domains. So like over time, it's just, uh, you know, here are the new things or the things that are like lost or changed that you want to look at. Traffic potential, which kind of feeds into forecasting as well. Talk to me about that about that function. Yeah, there's another one in uh, Keywords Explorer, and I think we're rolling it out to a few other areas in the tool. But it's just another yeah. way of looking at it. You know, you can. There's a, a lot of debate these days of uh, you know zero volume keywords, and should you target those? But yeah. then, like, you look at, okay, that one term that you targeted has zero volume, but then the page is ranking for 300 other terms, five of which have, like, thousands of search volume. So mm-hmm. traffic potential is basically saying, like, okay, what's the top ranking page and what's the total traffic for that? And that's basically what we're basing it on is, like, if you're ranking for this, you may be ranking for other things, but, like, the volume for one specific term is not necessarily indicative of the market opportunity. So I think this is getting closer to that marketing opportunity. You're at Brighton SEO, we were just talking about. It. By the time this goes live, you'll probably either just be there or you'll, you'll, it'll be behind you. Oh, what's his name? I've got to get him on the podcast, actually. He, I think at Brighton SEO last year, he did a presentation on Zero Search. Mark Williams Cook. There it is. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An interesting topic. What, what are your thoughts on that as a strategy? I would personally choose uh to target things with more search volume first yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. but 
you know, it's it's sometimes I think people are lucking into it with that. They're targeting what something that shows zero volume, but then ranking for hundreds of things that that do have volume. I think they might be going around uh, about their research wrong or like lucking into some things. But I, you know, if I if I've got something where I'm like that's got a thousand search volume, but then something similar is zero, I'm gonna probably target that thousand. Yeah, it's it does strike me a little bit as kind of like I don't know, forex trading or gambling or something. We're trying to predict where things are going, which yeah. you know is it, I guess which is an art into itself. So I mean, proven strategy is go after what people are searching for. Like that's that's yeah. where I would start. If you got time to go after stuff with with no volume, by all means, I'm sure there's some opportunity there, but it's probably not as big of an opportunity as the ones that actually do have proven volume. Yep. Yep. Tell me about the site structure report and how that can be used within it. Oh, this this is another one that I love. It's almost like an enterprise scorecard. It's basically got your different sections of the site, so maybe your blog or different business units if you're in an enterprise structure, or yeah. uh, you know maybe you've got tool pages or whatever, and it, it breaks down each section by different metrics, like how many links are going there, how much traffic are they contributing. So it's it's a quick view of like what areas of your site are more successful in what it in mm-hmm. in different metrics. Okay, cool. Sounds good. I'm curious about the core, the core web vitals in in the site audit. Like what does that pull in that's different from the Google tool? Than PageSpeed Insights? So almost nothing except that it's scalable. Uh, because it actually is you connect to PageSpeed Insights API and then yep. you get you know, the, the PageSpeed Insights, like the Lighthouse test, plus the crux yep. data. The problem with that is, like, you have to know how to use an API if you want to run a thousand pages or whatever. Ah, Whereas in Ahrefs, gotcha. it's like, we just pull it for you and then give you nice reports of all the pages. Gotcha, gotcha. Speaking of reports, there's a data studio integration. Do people, is, that, is that often used? How, how long has that been live? Um, probably just two, three months, maybe. It's still oh, fairly, wow. fairly new. But yeah, it's, I mean, it was supremely popular. We didn't really have uh, a ton of reporting options. Like a lot of the report building was manual within Ahrefs. So now allowing people to get the data out in an easier way, create their nice charts, mesh data with other data like GA, GSC. And yep. I think that's been pretty popular. Excellent. That is definitely something which I feel that these tools are getting better. Just that, like they've been... Great over the journey for SEOs, but being able to present that in a reportable, like digestible way for people who aren't like living in spreadsheets all day, every day. I think that's something that the tools are getting better and better at doing. Is that is that like a like a strategic direction or is that just from feedback from, from users or what? how's that sort of come about? I mean, I would say like, we've needed it for a long time. Everyone does reporting, whether you're a local mm. SEO agency or enterprise, like you have stakeholders, yeah. people you report to. You don't want to overload them with data, which the tools themselves can do. Like, I mean, the data depth, the filters, blah, blah, blah. But like a simplified view simply to say, like, here how th- here's how things are going. It's powerful. Like visualizations in general are powerful. It's something we've worked on a lot in our new version two reports. Mm-hmm. Yep. The uh, the toolbar. Can you talk, talk to me about that? Like the different options on there? Oh, there's so many things now. I love our toolbar and uh, yeah. shout out to Nick from our team who kind of project manages that because I used to use so many different 
SEO toolbars and like just specific use cases. And he's replaced pretty much everything on my phone oh, wow. at this point. User agent switcher, you have like redirect pass and HTTP headers. There's all your typical on-page data. The, the links report I think is done better. Like I used to use this thing to like script all the links on the page, but then you had to find mm. the right ones. Now it's just in an exportable like chart and you've got different metrics and it's great. Yeah. It's brilliant. Oh, that's cool. That's obviously a favorite of yours. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, our toolbar is also like, I just love that. I don't have to run like five different toolbars for different things. The WordPress plugin for content audits. Is that how, how long has that been on there? It's been available a little longer than we had announced. We had it kind of in okay. a public ish beta, yeah. uh, but I think it officially launched this year within the last year. And yeah, it's, it's basically like the steps you would take in a content audit to determine you know, do I need to update this page? Do I kill it off? Like, do I need to just give it more time to be successful? So mm -hmm. it's kind of the steps that we would typically take when doing that to say, like, what do we need to do, if anything, here? And we're trying to basically replicate that within this plugin. Okay, cool. There's a couple more items I want to touch on, and then I wanted to sort of take a step back and look at just the way you guys look at your product roadmap. But I did notice that the... The, the plans and the pricing have changed up a bit as well. Um, what's to go there? Oh, there's a... Uh, <laughs> if you're in the SEO community, you've probably seen yeah. this already. We went to more of a like hybrid usage-based model. And yep. the reason was we really hadn't updated our pricing, I think, since 2015. Uh -huh. So as a company, obviously, we've launched a lot of features, a lot more data. We needed to raise the pricing but then we tried to be more fair about it by targeting only the the most i guess the users that use the most data within the tool so the, mm -hmm. the target goal is basically 80 percent of all users completely unaffected by any kind of price increases whereas the ones that use the tool the most that get the most value out of it will pay more but there's been some negative blowback in the SEO community and everyone's so afraid of the new pricing. But the reality is most people won't be impacted. I Actually, I think the number right now is like 83 or 84% of people are actually unaffected by it. And like, if we're being honest, it was, it was underpriced like for a while. It was a massively powerful tool. Well, the, the ones that are using it that much, they're definitely getting value. I mean, you have to be yeah. in there hours, like every day to really hit those limits. Yeah. And at that point, like you're doing some extreme outreach data pools, like some massive keyword research projects, and you're not doing yeah. that every day. I mean, if you yeah. are... <laughs> If you are, you're really a busy person and you're probably spending more time in the tools than, than doing work on the sites. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good, I'm not a PR person. Um, no, cool. We, we yeah. definitely have some negative feedback like in every kind of community, but it's just kind of dying down. You know, a, a lot of this too was to target the folks that were account sharing, the group buys, they're the ones that created a lot of the initial fuss over this is like they they literally were using the same messaging like the people running i guess the group eyes told people what to say yeah um yeah. and of course they're impacted like you were abusing the tool and oh, fair enough one last function i just want to we touched on just briefly the traffic forecast so can you tell me a bit about that function so that's not actually in the tool yet i hope to bring ah, it into sorry. the tool ah. 
gotcha. um, there's a blog post where I shared a bunch of Google Collab notebooks uh, that mm -hmm. will forecast different metrics. Uh, you know, one domain versus another, forecast your own traffic, traffic value, uh, do it at a page level. Like all, all this stuff is in there. Yeah. And I, I hope we can bring that into the tool at some point because I think that's cool. Uh, we used to do a lot of forecasting in-house, but with, you know, GA or GSC data, I had never seen it done with any third-party data. But being able to, like, say, uh, here's my traffic versus competitors and, like, based on the trajectory and mm. and everything, like, where am I going to end up? And like, I, I would definitely use that as a sales tool at an agency or, totally. or in house to say like, okay, they're outpacing us or like they're pulling further ahead. And like, if we really want to catch up, I need more resources. I need another person. I need you to green light this project. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's valuable. Okay, cool. Well, we'll definitely include that blog as well in the uh, line of notes for the episode. So just on that, so you're talking about that's going to be a, a great tool potentially to get into the roadmap. How's the roadmap? kind of built out is that something that you've got your users engaged in with your beta or is it like more internal facing is it a mix of both how and then also how far out are you projecting <laughs> i would say it's some of both um you know sometimes yeah. we just come up with a good use case or an idea uh, a lot of it is based on user feedback we have uh, hrefs.canny.io where you can mm -hmm. go add features or upvote other feature requests what was that? What is it? Sorry, hrefs dot canny c a n n y Okay, cool. And basically, H it's broken down by here's all the different tools, there and people is. can submit their feature requests and upload other feature requests. So a lot of times, when we have the resources we're working on something, we'll go in there and be like, okay, what are the like five most requested things, and see if we can uh, add those. I'll definitely include that in the notes as well. I'm going to share that with my team. They, they might already be across it, but if they're not, what, what's the most random feature that like through that process or through any kind of feedback you've had, what's the most random feature that's ever been suggested? <laughs> that's a really good question. I'm sure it's a lot of things that have uh, just one upload. There's so many. I mean, people are like, can you just add my website to your database or yeah. can you do this like 16 step process that would save me 20 minutes that no one else is ever going to use in, in their yeah. history or even though it's funny because like some of the, I, I remember seeing one actually that uh, it, it was basically someone complaining that they get logged out. Now this user had like, I'm pretty sure it was a group by tons of people like using the account and then they complained that when one person went in everyone else was logged out and i'm like oh. there are users that would solve <laughs> this but they're, they're basically like can you fix this so we're like that's yeah. kind of working as intended yeah yeah that's funny oh that's hilarious it's pretty uh unaware <laughs> last question of all the tools that we've gone through like you mentioned i love this tool i love this function i wish more people use this what's your favorite function you've like within the whole thing I, it's probably one we didn't even talk about, but the, the Best Buy Links report uh, sorted to 404. And it's, it's oh, basically oh, oh, like, yeah, it's basically prioritized redirects that you should put in. It's like pages that have the most uh, links to them that are now 404. They're, they're broken. So Okay, I'm in Best Buy Links all the time, but prioritized by 404. Of course. <laughs> okay. I'm literally going to run impressivedigital.com through that now and see if there's any loading links pointing to nowhere. So, okay. Excellent. Awesome, Patrick. Look, at the start of every episode, there's an um, intro that comes in and it says SEO nerds 
this one's for you. I think this is for like, this is like the ultimate SEO nerd podcast today because there was so much value there in terms of different features and functions and different ways to use functions like you just mentioned there that people are going to get huge value out of. So Patrick, thank you. That was, that was just dynamite. Lots of interesting new things for myself, my team, and I'm sure everyone else's SEO team out there to try. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. No worries. Now, again, so if people want to reach out, is Twitter the best place to get you? How can people holler at you, ask you a question? Yeah, Twitter at Patrick Stocks, which is S-T-O-X. Uh, it's probably the easiest. Awesome. Uh, it's Russ McCumber, Impressive Digital, SEO Success Stories, uh, Patrick Stocks, Ahrefs, our wonderful guest again. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, as we always say, jump on, write us a review. We're on a big push on Apple podcast at the moment and where the reviews are coming up i think we're, we're nudging 100 which is great you know it's a niche podcast that's you know quite a few listens and quite a few people into it so if you've enjoyed this if you like the sound of patrick's voice get on there write five stars we'd really appreciate it thank you again thanks patrick uh, thanks again for having me no worries and thanks everyone for listening that's seo success stories